got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, and he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes magnificently on the outside. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bath Rugby Plug Podcast. The rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans. Plugging the boys in blue, black and white. We're back for another edition. My name is Gable and I'm joined by regulars Charlie. Hello everyone. And Tom. Hey, how you doing? So boys, all three of us at the rec together at the weekend. Um, Tom, what did you make first of all of the, of the experience at the rec, the match day experience that you had? Yeah, it was really good as ever at the wreck. You know, it was uh, it was forecast to to rain, so everyone brought their brought their waterproofs. It was actually a sunny afternoon. So uh, the only thing I would say is um, there were some empty seats at the wreck, and I don't know whether or not that was because um, I don't know whether, I don't know whether or not that was because uh, obviously it's Toulouse or, or a French team, and you know there weren't as many away supporters, um, uh, you know, as then as there normally are. Uh, but yeah, it was there were quite a few empty seats. So that's the only thing I'd say. But other than that, really good day. And Charlie, what did you make of the uh, your first uh, game back at the rack this season? Yeah, it's first game back. Really good to be there. Um, enjoyed watching the boys play. It was a good game, but obviously sad we didn't get the win. And there's plenty of talking points to come out of the game, wouldn't we say? Yeah, there's probably only one place to start, fellas, I reckon. Oh. Um, and earlier in the season, I came to you and asked, who did it better, Elliot Stuke or Danny Cipriani? But now I've got to ask, who did it worse, Tom Homer or Freddie Burns? Yeah, and you know we last week we did uh, we did our worst moment of the season so far, and I think that could be revised <laughs> if we did that this week. Um, it was one of the most painful things to have watched, especially considering two minutes earlier Freddie Burns hits the post uh, in from a penalty right in front of the sticks, uh, and then yeah, obviously goes on makes a lovely break. I was about to start singing. Guy the O, thou great redeemer in the crowd, but uh, he, uh, pod, he then drops pod, the ball. That's pod name sorted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it was. It was probably the worst, single worst five minutes of rugby by by one player that I've ever seen. Um, you know, he, he hadn't actually been playing particularly badly. I thought I thought he was having a better game at fifteen than he did um, in the in the previous game. But you know, to miss that from front of the posts, um, and then you know, what makes it all worse as well is that you know, he's celebrating, you know, kiss the badge, and then and then to to drop the ball. Yeah, um, you know, he, he'll he'll remember that for the, sort of the rest of his career, and and, and people will remember that. Um, so yeah, I guess it's him him who's got to live with that. But. Uh, yeah, you know. I think we're dealing with two incidents here, really, aren't we? Um, and we'll come on to the, the drop over the line shortly, boys. But let's first focus on, on the miss in front of the post. And it wasn't, wasn't his first miss of the day, unfortunately. Um, and I, I, I mentioned it before the game. I wasn't really sure why, why he was kicking um, when Prieston was in the side. Um, I don't actually have the stats to hand about their, their kicking percentages. But I've always seen um, Prieston to be a more reliable goal kicker than Burns. Uh, so I thought that was strange from the offset. Yeah, it, it 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 was it was odd, especially you know, we we've we have highlighted a couple of times this season um, that Freddie Burns' goal kicking percentages, you know, during games has been on the lower side of good. So uh, uh, it, yeah, it's I also thought it was odd that he he was kicking, especially considering he had missed a couple already uh, on the day. I think we've uh, we've, we've noted that he. What you could argue, he left eighteen points out on the field. Um, yeah, and, and you know, just just to back up what you're saying there, Charlie. Yeah, Reese Priestland's uh, kick success this season's eighty three percent, and Freddie Burns only sixty seven percent. And I know it's only a few games that they've they've each kicked him, but uh, yeah, you'd have to say it's a strange decision. It made even more so by the fact that obviously we know Burns is such a confidence player, um, and yeah. he, he has been striking the ball. I thought fairly well, and, and you know, we've got to remember that two of those, two of the the three kicks he missed, two of them were, were difficult kicks. Uh, but, you know, obviously he was low on confidence and, and, he's, and he sliced that, that one from front of the posts. <clears throat> and, yeah, you, you can't really forgive that. Yeah, and then, boys, we'll talk about the drop now. Um, first things first, um, we do in, in no way uh, condone, we, we, sorry, we do condone any personal attacks on Burns on Twitter. No, we don't, we um, don't condone. We don't condone, sorry. <laughs> we don't condone any personal <laughs> attacks on Twitter and anything like that. You know, this, does, this, should, this shouldn't get personal, um, 
Uh, and, you know, stuff on Twitter can get completely out of hand. The keyboard warriors are out. However, boys, we have seen it once before this season. Um, and, you know, it's cost us at the end of the day to potentially cost us two games of rugby. Um, is this something that, that Todd will need to say to the boys? And is this something that we need to address, this sort of showboating and not getting the ball down? Yeah, it, it is. It's it's just completely basic rugby. And it's it's once you start getting... getting ahead of yourself and thinking that you're a hero it'll just get taken away from you and as, we, as we've seen that uh you know you no one no one cares how you put the ball down over the line just 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 get it down you should you know, it should really be drilled into everyone at every single level of rugby um but you know we've all we've all made cock-ups every single one of us in our careers and there'll be things that we remember doing where we've dropped a ball or done something and you know, as as you've already said, Gabriel, this will be one that Freddie remembers for the rest of his career, probably even the rest of his life. And it's it's a shame that it's especially come in this competition because the Champions Cup. Yeah, we're in we're very in the few group. second chances now, is there? And especially with our group. Exactly. You no, know, we got yeah. we got we got the group of death as we've as we've you know, described in the competition, and we've seen what Leinster did to to Wasps, which we'll get onto later. But it's it's going to be it's going to be seriously tough and you could argue that that has potentially dropped us out of this competition and it is probably going to be something we we look back on with regret but yeah, um, you've got you've got to win your home games in in the champions cup haven't you yeah. and then try and get something on the road um yeah, I mean, yeah that's need, why it's so disappointing you know obviously three um runners up go through out of the out of the five groups and historically you know you need four wins really so that you know as you say that's one away game um, so you're not having beaten Toulouse now makes it very very difficult I think for us to us to qualify. It was a slim chance anyway. Now I think it's uh, it's, it's basically out of the question. Yeah, and, we, and you saw as well. I mean, just I saw you noticed um, at, when he did it the reaction of Jackson, Jackson Wilson. Wilson yeah. um, you know, obviously he to the moment absolutely furious and and, and distraught. Um, and the boys will be rallying around him because because that's what he needs, lads. But do you think we'll see any any punishment? Um, for Burns in terms of selection uh, going forward for next week and further down the season or do you think it will be one of those where we stick him out again and, and let him make up for it? it perhaps perhaps something uh, as you say in, in, in selection terms but it's it, I, I just think it's it's bizarre anyway why he's being played at 15 I can't really yeah. understand it and um, considering we had two other fullbacks in in the 23 in Darren Atkins and Tom Homer both of whom are very good very good players, and you know, we we highlighted Darren over the past couple of weeks against uh, against Exeter and Saracens, but how how well he stood up and played. So I can't understand why why we're we're playing a number ten out of position. And you know, it's you 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 could say it's one of the reasons why you know Freddie's had he's made a couple of errors over the past weekend because he is playing out of position. And then you know we 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 saw him we we, we saw him. Uh, receive receive that that high kick got absolutely smashed. You know it's not his problem, but then he got it, it's, it's not necessarily his fault. He got smashed and then got turned over. They then spread it wide. A few phases later, they scored the first try out, out, out in the corner. Yeah, you, men- you mentioned Darren Atkins there, but I assume he'll be out. For, he'll be out for a while, won't he? Two broken ankles from Cheslin Colby. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And then uh, and, and stepping uh, stepping. Um, uh, Jamie Roberts as well. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to mention Colby actually, like as as a standout for Toulouse. I thought both the wingers for Toulouse, Medard obviously, I thought looked classy throughout, and obviously, um, you know, ultimately had the had the telling act at the end. Um, and Colby as well. You know, he he's listed as five foot seven and seventy eight kilos. Um, so you know, to, to to play at this level of rugby at that size, you've got to have insane feet. And uh, yeah, he really he really does. I think Darren Atkins won't want him, won't want that to be brought up in the uh, the team review. <laughs> yeah, so, so some people might have that on replay, uh, replay a couple of times. Other than that, though, I thought I thought Darren had a really good game. Yeah, he was solid, um, wasn't he? Yeah, he's shown he can, he's shown yeah. now that he can he can play at you know first team level across. The back three, which is which is really positive, especially with you know Anthony Watson being injured, as we said. Yeah, so you mentioned Darren there, Tom. Um, might be a good time for us to touch on any other individual performances that that we thought were standouts. Uh, Charlie, who did you um, who did you pick out as a standout? Well, I thought had had he not gone off, um, Jamie Roberts would have would have been you know one of my standout men yeah, of the agree. match. I thought he looked. He looked unbelievable. Even, even arguably the Jamie Roberts of old, he was just getting over the game line. We looked so dangerous with ball in hand when he was on the field, and we just, I just felt we lost that that real oomph in midfield, where that ability you know, to punch through gaps and you know, making those half breaks. We always, you know, um, 
there was there was you know, especially early on in the first half we looked really dangerous you know we we obviously scored uh, we we scored a couple of tries in the first 20 minutes and we we were all sitting there thinking you know we we we're getting we're getting the full five yeah, points yeah. here and it was looking really dangerous um uh, and then sadly he went off with that head knock is this a time we want to uh, we'll come on to the, the two yellow cards later um tom who did you pick out as a as a standout um performance for bath then i think Across the board, I thought the back row were, were really impressive. I think the one I'd probably pick out would be would be Francois Lowe. Um, you know, thirteen tackles and four turnovers. Like you know, we saw actually where we were sitting a couple of a couple of turnovers in our own twenty two and that was that was really good to see him um, you know, come back into a rich frame of form. I thought Tom Ellis carried better um, today than I've I've seen him carry, which is really promising. And then, you know, Zach yeah. Mercer just just continuing his form and what club can say really that, you know, with T- Toby Falatel um, obviously out now um, for, for some time. What club can say that you know they've got the options that we do after having lost Falatao? You know, I, I think we'll, I think Wales will miss, will miss Falatao uh, to be honest more than we will, and that says so much about our our back row strength and depth. Yeah, and then for me, I'd say as well. Um, I thought you mentioned Roberts there, and I thought his centre partner his centre partner Jackson Willison was really good when Roberts was on the field yeah, yeah. those two yeah, dovetailed so nicely together they're forming a really really good partnership but when Roberts went off Willison sort of faded slightly out of the game and I think that's an area of weakness for us um, given that the Roberts is injured again now and we don't know how long he's going to well, be and, out uh, for and Willison I saw Willison yeah. limp off to to, to the medics after the game with it. Well, I think it was looked like a knee injury so uh, I guess we'll wait to hear uh, midweek, um, if he's going to be playing, but it didn't didn't look great, and that'll be a real, real, uh, you know, bad loss if we lost Willison and obviously Roberts won't be playing with concussion protocol against Wasps. Yeah, so uh, a couple of worrying selection um, selection issues there for us next week. Looking at next week, um, Charlie, you mentioned it there, you touched on it there, the Jerome Kino yellow card. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of yellow Kino. cards. <laughs> Kino, I'm not letting you get away with that. <laughs> it's Jerome. We Kano. spoke about this Kino. Jerome Kino, what, yeah, is our problem, what, is our, what, what is our problem with uh, pronunciation on this podcast? Jerome Kino, yellow card. Um, what did you make? That was the first one, obviously. What did you make of that one, uh, the decision to give him a yellow card for the high shot on Roberts? Yeah, so I think, all in all, it was, uh, probably the, the correct decision. It's one of, those, one of those ones where it could have almost gone either way. Uh, it, it could have been worse, or he could have just got away with, you know, a... You know, a Nothing, even potentially, uh, because it, it was quite it was quite an odd blow, and also the angles that the the it yeah, was it was, was it was filmed in were yeah. quite hard to see exactly where the point of contact was and whether he was sliding up, whether it was a head on head, whether it was a shoulder to head. It was all it was just it was two huge men running full tilt at each other and a, just one massive collision. So I I thought I thought it looked like a looked like a shoulder to head, but you're absolutely spot on. There wasn't the angle that because Jerome Kono has stood up so tall, the angle that we actually needed. Um, was the angle from behind, sort of Jamie Roberts back, um, because that would have shown if the shoulder actually made contact with the with the head or the chin. And um, you know, by the letter of the law, um, if that had been the case, it probably would have been a red card. But I think it was, I think it was inconclusive. But you know, by the fact that Jamie Roberts was was knocked unconscious from that, you, you know, that would suggest that it was it was shoulders on head. So you know, arguably, um, Kano's Kano's got away with on that. Yeah, I, I I was pretty happy with the decision. Um, as you yeah. said, it was quite difficult to tell, wasn't it? Um, and I think it would have been extremely harsh to to have sent him off. But then I do think that's a sort of tackle that they are looking to outlaw, um, and therefore the yellow card was probably the right decision. Whereas the yellow card for Tom Ellis, I'm not so sure about. I mean, if you look at if you look at those two incidents together, and and you see them that they've both been given the same punishment. You, you're trying to tell me that, that the Tom Ellis, where he picks him up, goes slightly behind the horizontal and puts him down safely onto his, onto his kind of arm or shoulder area. You're telling me that's as dangerous as the Jerome Kano one. I can't, I can't really get on board with that. I, I think that was a really, really harsh decision uh, for Tom Ellis. And, and it, pr- it did prove quite pivotal um, in, a, in, a, which, in the period where he was off to lose, managed to gain some ascendancy. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's when they, that's when they, 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 they moved ahead. And that ended up being the final score, even after he came back on the field. And I, as you say, if you, if you look at both those incidents together, uh, you, and you are someone which one is worse uh, or what, what do you reckon each one of these got and then both have got the same the same punishment both yellow cards it but does seem a bit crazy especially considering 
there was no there was there was there was no review or anything. It was just it was yeah you know, straight straight, straight didn't even straight have a look at it. The, 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 the problem with what you're saying is that the outcome is is irrelevant in both those instances. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one looks worse or that Jamie Roberts got got knocked out. They're both yellow cards. No, I'm not like saying about which look, I'm not saying which looked worse. I'm just saying that which one is more dangerous and which one are the, the should the lawmakers be trying to outlaw with punishment okay. completely the Jerome Kane one not the Tom Ellis but one but I don't think there's any danger in that Tom Ellis tackle and I don't think that that, that warranted a yellow card but as by, well. by the current laws like outcome is completely irrelevant so actually it was the right decision but I agree, agree with what you're saying that you know that, and that I just find it strange that he didn't even didn't even have a look at it straight to his pocket and a, and a yellow card I can mean I, to be that sure can I, I just make one related point as well yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's kind of following on from what what Charlie just said there um, you know, as you say, uh, Toulouse scored a penalty and then a converted try and, and you know, moved ahead during the, the Tom Ellis Simbin. Um, and we were unable to score any points um, during the Jerome Kano yellow card. And, you know, it goes back to something that we've we've spoken about more generally about not being able to, to take our chances. I, I really question the decision making when, you know, when we're 50 metres out and Kano gets a yellow card, why are we go, kicking a, trying to kick a 50-50 yeah. penalty goal? What we should be doing is drilling it into the corner as Toulouse did when Ellis went off and trying to roll our more over you know without Jeremy yeah, Kano like uh, yeah and, and you know Freddie Burns gets the rap for that but ultimately I think that, that comes down to a, you know Priestland and a, a decision making uh, yeah. uh, uh, side of things yeah and it's not I think it's benefit of hindsight I mean we're both we're all three of us were shouting it during the game it just seems like that's the sort of moment you look at for example extra against us uh, last week you know when they kick for the corner with with 20 with 20 minutes to go they score and they you know they go bang bang and they score again it's just that you know put the foot on the throat and really throttle a team when they're down that's what we need to learn to do I just thought we we lacked that sort of killer instinct on Saturday which which we really need to to develop in our game yeah because we, we had as, as you say we were all there in the crowd we we're saying we've got the ascendancy and, and the momentum in, in in general play anyway so why are you trying to knock over a, a, you know, a very much 50 50 conversion it was it was it was at least 50 meters um and yeah if we just could put some more pressure on them down in the corner uh and then you know, really really make punish them uh, on the scoreboard as you say can I, can I just pick out one other um, like individual performance and, and then just ask you guys a question? So um, I thought Dave Atwood, um, again, had a really good game. Um, you know, the, the, particularly in traffic, his, his tackling, I don't think there's many people that hit harder than Atwood uh, does um, in the Premiership. And obviously, you know, you may have seen news uh, yesterday that um, Joe Launchbury will be having knee surgery and we're missing the, the Austin yeah, Internationals. Yeah. So... But guys, where do you both see Atwood in terms of the pecking order of England's second row at the moment? I see him um, actually quite like a little way down, and I actually see him further down than, than surprisingly so. I see him further down the pecking order than Charlie Yules, who can't really? get in the bar twenty-three at the moment. I think Atwood. Yeah, I've been. I have been impressed with Atwood. Um, the one thing I would say about him is I'm not sure he's fit enough. Um, he does some really, really good things um, in shorts. In short, like he does, he has some really big moments, big carries, big tackles. But then you look at his actual work rate around the park, and I think he could add a little bit more to his game. Um, I don't know whether that's sort of a, a side of his game he's developed in 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 France when he was in Toulon. But I think yeah, he's had some really um, pivotal moments in games. That carry just before the the oh, burns. Yeah. The Burns try was a really good carry, but then I look at him other times and he's he's behind the play um, and he's not caught up with it. And I think his maybe maybe that's an area that, that he'll need to work on if he wants to get back uh, in England in England reckoning. And England what, are so deep in that position. You look at Saracens on sun, on Sunday and they've got um, you know Cruis, Atoje and and Ezekwe. There's three there just off the bat. So I think he I think he is um, some way down that pecking order. Um, and I think he just needs to get some more games under his belt uh, with obviously it being a World Cup year. Um, I wouldn't be rushing him back into the England squad just even with that launch injury. Yeah, I mean, my only counter to that would be that what would his role be if he were to get in England 23? He wouldn't, I don't think anyone's saying that he'll be, he'd be starting for England. Yeah, so does he, come on, does he come on after 60 minutes and, and you, know, you see that in, impact in, in defence? You know, that's a role that sort of James Haskell made his own a bit, coming on and providing that impact, uh, you know, uh, so I, I think maybe I agree with you. I don't think he, he he's anywhere near being a starter, but uh, I can see him as a so-called finisher potentially. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of sat on the fence a bit. I think he's <laughs> he's <laughs> surprise surprise. Uh, he's 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 really impressed me as you say in certain situations. And but then times though, I think some of his some of his discipline has been something that I yeah, feel has been true. flagged up. Like he's been giving away some slightly. 
Certainly, like silly penalties. penalties. Yeah, yeah, needless penalties that that you wouldn't really expect from an England international, someone of his experience, and that would be one of my main reasons that I I perhaps perhaps you know overlook him for now. I feel there's other players in the, you know, across the whole Premiership. You've named some, Gabriel, just just a few from the Saracens team alone uh, that probably warrant it ahead of him. Yeah. Now, boys, um, let's have a look at the the overall performance against Lose and and. I think I've gained a reputation on this podcast for, for being quite optimistic. Um, no. <laughs> but um, I'm actually really, really disappointed with the performance on Saturday. Um, and oh, you like spoke, a broken record? We've spoken, no. about, um, we've spoken about Burns and we've spoken about all that. Um, and, you know, that five minutes where he had, which was, which was, you know, disappointing. But ultimately, we didn't play very well in that game, I don't think. Um, there were areas of real concern for me. Um, and... We've lost three on the bounce now, and we've rested players for that Saracens game, you know, to 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 look ahead to games like this, and and we've lost both of them, Exeter and Toulouse, and I was really really disappointed. I just think that's a game that we we should be winning, um, and if we're going to be seeing real progress from this team, you know, I don't, well I don't think we are seeing real progress from this team. I was I was really disappointed with the performance on Saturday. I think when Roberts went off, we we lacked any creativity in attack, um, and our defence was pretty porous at times, um, and it's it's pretty disappointing. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't really know how optimistic I'm going to be going forward after that. Yeah, it's, it, I know exactly what you're saying. We seem, to, we seem to constantly get ourselves into the situation where we've got a knife on the other team's throat, but we just can't seem to be able mm. to, to actually finish them off. We, we, saw, we saw the same against, um, against Exeter. Is it, they, Exeter looked a team on the ropes uh, when they came to the wreck last week. Uh, and it's the same against, against Toulouse this week. And I just, I just feel we're lacking that killer blow. And we again, it's been another game we've lost. We've been ahead, and we've lost towards you know in that in that final twenty minute period. And it's just is extremely infuriating, and it's it's starting to be a bit a bit hard to actually put put your finger on what what the actual problem is. Yeah, and Bath Bites actually uh, got in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Bath Rugby Plug uh, for those of you that want to follow us on Twitter. Um, and they've said about uh, they've highlighted substitutions as a reason for perhaps we're us. Um, us fading in in the last 20 minutes this is what they said they said as soon as the changes start to happen the dynamics change and so does any cohesion they had because the subs are available players are conditioned for 60 minute game time and unbalances the side when they start chopping and changing do you think that's uh that's a reason um for our for our lack of for our inability to close games out uh, you could put it perhaps on the the we know we've spoken slightly about the you the, the the drop off um potentially you go from Jamie Roberts who's a 94 capped uh international uh, Welsh international English and Irish lion uh, and is really starting to come back in some form and really seems to be you know fitting seriously well into this into this this bar team when he came off you know is 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 as good a player as 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 Max Wright is and he's he's a, he's full of potential and you know does look sharp but he just didn't quite have that same caliber and I felt we lost as I've already mentioned that punch in the midfield uh some of the substitutions weren't used till really quite late you know um uh Sam Underhill didn't come on for a long long time and he's a player you know, we've all we've all praised this this season and I it's, it's they've definitely definitely got a serious point about some substitutions and when are we actually bringing on these reinforcements you know we've spoken about our, our front row uh you know when we've got a fully strength, uh, you know, a full strength front row with with Cat, um, Dunn, and Thomas, we look seriously dangerous. We're you know we're we're bullying some packs up front. Yes, they, they had big Charlie Farmerwina who uh, who Nathan Cat did well to uh, to to scrum up against. But um, when you've then got those being replaced by Anthony Peronise, who you know he's, he's he's quite an old lad, and then you've got um, Jacques Van Ruin, who's you know, he's he's good. He's he's a solid club player but I wouldn't really see him as one of my starting starting members and it's it, I just feel we we lose a bit of oomph when the substitution bench does come into play yeah I, yeah I, I I totally agree with that um <laughs> no I actually do agree with that and the only the other one I mentioned was is Jack Walker who I've mentioned a few times I you know again full of potential but it's probably not quite um, you know, he's showing gone on he's your got radar, hasn't he? Sorry, he's gone on your radar, hasn't he? Walker's performances. Yeah, I, I've not, I've, I've not been impressed to be honest. Um, you know, when Van uh, Van Vuren um, played, I thought he looked more more dangerous coming off the bench, and I completely agree with what Charlie says, and you know the point you make, G. And um, I think there was it was most sort of uh, you know uh, starkly 
um, sort of shown in the game against Saracens that, that I went to, where we brought on our new um, our new forwards in particular, and they just didn't look at, at the level um, that they needed to be. So uh, yeah, there is cause for concern, and you know you look down the list of guys who are injured, and and the strength and depth of the club is is really getting tested. Yeah, and I think we missed we missed Dokunasiga, um, especially at the weekend. Uh, we yeah. missed that kind of that threat. I think Rocket Aguni had one nice break uh, towards the end to set up the the Burns non-try, but apart from that, he was he was slightly out of the game. And I think we missed that Dokunasiga um, threat off off the other wing. Um, as good as Darren played, he's not he's not Dokunasiga. Yeah, completely. I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. And then just one last point I want to make is uh, the line out. Oh, it was really yeah. really quite painful. I think we lost we lost three line outs. Uh, that were you know, stolen, lost, and then there were a handful of others that were you know, not going to hand or being slapped back. We'd lose about ten meters. It would just looked a real, real mess, and that is something that you know we we, we paid for it uh, quite a few times. Uh, and you know, if if we are getting these penalties and we're kicking them down the field, and that's what we and that's the style of play we want to yeah. want to do, it's got to be sorted out. Um, there was a couple of overthrows, a couple of yeah, just uh, yeah. In 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 that respect. Tom Dunn didn't have didn't have his greatest performance. No, I think overall uh, a reasonably disappointing um, performance that on Saturday, lads. But nonetheless, uh, a great day had by all. Had by all. Right then, lads. Um, in honour of friend of the podcast Freddie Burns, um, I've put together a little <laughs> quiz um, about some similar. Um, Episodes. Episodes, <laughs> yeah. I was searching for the right word there. Similar episodes um, on a rugby field. Um, so, yeah, five-question quiz. Uh, play along at home. Um, and you boys, phones at the ready, notes at the ready? Yep. No Go- cheating Google quiz at there, the lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, question number one. Irish fly half Ronan O'Gara infamously cost the Lions 10 points in a 10-minute cameo at the end of the second test against South Africa in 2009. But which current Bath player started that test? Ooh, how interesting. That's quite a long time ago. 2009? Yeah, 2009, second test, South Africa. Okay, I think, yeah. Which current Bath player started that game? Both got answers down? Yep. Ready to go? Just think about one. Okay, question number two. French winger Clement Poitronneau failed to touch the ball down in the final minutes of the 2004 Heineken Cup final, allowing Rob Howley of Wasps to dive onto the ball and score. But which former Bath player <laughs> started that Cup final? God, this is uh, this has got a slight theme to it. Yeah. Imagine, I, wonder what, I wonder what type of podcast this is. Um, former Bath player, which did you say? former Bath player started the final 2004 Heineken Cup final? Which team? It's Wasps v Toulouse. Okay, oh. right. Um, okay. Both got answers down? Yeah, I'm struggling here, to be honest. A real stab in the dark, but yeah. Okay, this one is slightly more difficult. <laughs> Gavin Hastings' straightforward penalty miss in the 1991 World Cup semi-final cost Scotland the game against England. Three former Bath players started the final for England. Name one of them. <laughs> One of them. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to be able to be <coughs> three. What was that year? 1991 World Cup semi-final. The 1991. Okay, so I wasn't even born. None of us were born uh, <laughs> back then. Um, cheers for this, Gabriel. Right. Uh, no, but think about it. You will know. You will know one of them. I will know one of them. Okay. Uh, definitely one of them. You should know a couple, but you'll definitely know one of them. Who? Which teams are these? Sorry. The 1991 World Cup semi-final, England against Scotland. Three players started okay. for England. Three former Bath players started for England. Okay, next. Okay, next question. In a game against Wasps at the Rec in 2012, Sam Vesti failed to ground the ball after Tom Van Dale chased down the former Bath centre and knocked the ball out of his hands. This secured Wasps a losing bonus point and kept them in the Premiership. Only two members of that team started... At n- Two members of that team are still in the Bath squad today. Who are they? 2012. Um, okay. Two members of that squ- of the squad, squad that day are still in the four. squad currently. So I'm a question. I'm a bit of a question behind here. That was 
2012. 2012, the teams were? Wasp Bath. Wasp Bath. Two players in the Bath squad that day are still in the squad today. Who are they? Okay, I think I've got two down there, actually. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Tom, how are you getting on? Yeah, you I'm, seem I'm, to be I'm about two questions behind, so I'm trying to work out. <laughs> God. Don't worry, Tom, I've got a couple of blank answers. Yes, so do I. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and finally. Final question, question five. Argentinian forward Juan Leguizamon dropped the ball after an extravagant dive whilst playing for London Irish against Wasps in 2007. I'm sure we've all seen the clip. Both sides had either current or former oh. Bath coaches on their coaching staffs Ooh, that day. Okay, Who why. are they? Oh. London Irish and Wasps in 2007. Right. Um, um, Either current or former Bath coaches. I've just got to name one. No, both. Both. Well, str- so there's one current, one former. One current, one former. I've really struggled with this. <laughs> Come on, you can get one of those, surely. Yeah, we'll right. get a couple. Complete stab in the dark. Okay. Fellas, all got your answers down? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, go. Okay. 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 Question one. Ron O'Gara costing the Lions 10 points in 10 minutes. Which current Bath player started the match? Tom? Tom? You, uh, you go first with this one, mate. Jamie Roberts. Correct. Yeah, I got Roberts. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, of course. What are you yeah. going to say? That wasn't correct. <laughs> yeah, you go for all. Tom, did you get Roberts? Yeah, I genuinely did. Yeah, sure. Okay. One. Can I have a look? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to work out this. No tr- frantic, huh? frantic writing going on no over there. No trust in the podcast. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. It was a okay. toss-up. Go on. Clement Poitrano, um and the Wasp v Toulouse final 2004. Which former Bath player started the match? Tom. Tom Boyce? <laughs> yes. Actually, is that actually right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got Tom Boyce there, mate. No, I've got black <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got, got Tom Boyce written down. <laughs> Right, okay. ex ex Kingsboy. That was the only yeah. only only reason I got anywhere near that one. Tom takes a two one lead. World Cup semi final nineteen ninety one. Three former Bath players. Can you name any of I'll them? I start to lose my head at this point in the quiz. <laughs> you go, John. Go, Charlie. Charlie, no, do you any do. of them? Oh, no, literally, I I can't. I couldn't even think. Actually, sorry, <laughs> sorry, listeners. I went for Andy Nickel. No. no. Jeremy Guskett, oh, Richard Hill, and John Webb. Yeah, Jeremy Guskett. Oh, I thought he'd get. Jeremy Guskett should have got. So Tom, two one ahead. Okay, Sam Besties uh being having the ball knocked out of his hands by uh Tom Vandell. Two members of the squad still remain. Charlie, one of them. Um I put Batty. No. Oh, that was a good shout, actually. Tom? Dave Atwood. Yeah, oh. Dave Atwood's one of them. Charlie, did you get another one? Rocket Goonie. No. No. Tom? Oh. I, I I put I put blank, but um... <laughs> Go on, have a guess. I'll let you have a guess. Um Franz Wallow? No, Nathan Cat. Ah. So Tom takes a 3 1 lead. Charlie, you're going to have Charlie, to get both to, of these yeah. to, to draw it. Not feeling confident. Um, the two Bath coaches that were involved in the Wasps London Irish game in 2007. I've got one. Yeah. Uh, Toby Booth. Yeah, Toby yeah, I've Booth. I've got Toby Booth as well. And the Wasps head coach at the time was. Um, former British and Irish Lions head coach. Oh, no, uh, so Tom wins that 4 cool. 1. We've not covered ourselves in glory there, mate. 4 <laughs> 1? No, 4 2. I'll have you. Oh, yeah, 4 2. Yeah. Sorry, 4 2. Um, yeah, good win, Tom. Did you win the first quiz as well? I think I did, yeah. So, uh, Charlie, you got a bit of catching up to do there. Yeah. Well, I still haven't seen that Jamie Roberts answer. You literally no trust. Right then, boys. Um, moving on to, to a bit of news we, we had in the week, um, and that was the news that Semesa Rockadaguni had signed uh, a new long-term deal with the club. Um, it's not actually specified how many years this is, um, which I think is a good sign because it just means that I think he's he's there for the rest. He seems like he's going to be there for the rest of his career. Uh, Charlie, uh, this is this is pretty good news, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, he's one of our key players, and whenever he's whenever he's he's on a team, he offers that that. That you know that level of talent that you just can't find. You no, know, with every with any kind of player, he's uh, so naturally naturally gifted, uh, and he can create something out of nothing. And those are just the types of players that yeah. you want on your team. Uh, so it's, yeah, fantastic news. As you say, it's uh, undisclosed the actual length of this contract extension. But yeah, as you say, hopefully you know considering his age at the moment, he'll hopefully he'll be the rest of rest of his career. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, brilliant news. You know, he's settled with his family in in, in around Bath, so um, 
you know, I think it was a bit of a no-brainer for him. And I think the other person that's really good news for is uh, is Lokan Asiga yeah, because, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously similar types of players, but uh, 10 years difference. So I think he'll have been very happy to, to have heard that news as well. Yeah, so nice bit of news there for Bath fans uh, to cheer us up after uh, the disappointment at the weekend. Um, and speaking of the weekend, it was the the first round of the Heineken Champions Cup. Uh, lads, do we manage to uh, to see any of, of the other games? It was a, it's always a pretty special weekend. This one. Yeah, so obviously we're going to focus uh, in a moment on um, on Leinster against Wasps because mm-hmm. they're obviously in our pool and we're playing Wasps next week. But uh, the result of the weekend surely got to go to the boys yeah. the boys up north playing down in the south of France where Newcastle currently sat bottom of the premiership to have turned over Toulon in their back in their backyard Stad mile by uh, by one point was it 26 to 25 and considering they they gave away uh, Newcastle gave away a charge down try in the first 20 seconds of the game it, <coughs> sorry it's a really impressive win yeah, I know. I did not see that one coming at all. Uh, as Charlie slowly dies of the hangover over <laughs> the weekend, <laughs> it's finished him off. That Newcastle, we lose to lose, and Newcastle beat Toulon. Bottom of the bottom of the table. Um, you know, Saracens are the only team to, uh, you know, English team to have won in the uh, at the Stade Maillot, uh against Toulon. So yeah, brilliant result. I mean, I don't really know how how Toulon lost it. To be fair, um, you know. Didn't show a great deal of bottle at the end. Um, and, you know, I guess worth saying as well, it wasn't a full strength uh, to long side. But, Even yeah, so, incredible result for, for, for the Falcons. <laughs> <You're>... Sorry. <laughs> Charlie's yeah. just stepped away from the microphone, just uh, slowly, right, mate? slowly dying in the corner. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm all right. Um, Tom, did you see, see any other games uh, at the weekend? Uh, I saw a bit of... Uh, sort of parts of uh, Exeter Munster. Um, that looked like a very, um, <laughs> very exciting finish. Um, and you know, uh, ultimately, I know Rob Baxter came out and said that you know, you know, they were they were happy with the the, the result. But uh, it's the first game that Exeter haven't won this season. Ultimately, if they've got ambition in Europe, um, you know, like we said earlier, they do need to be winning um, those home games. Yeah. Um, you know, they go to Toman Park the last game of the, of, of the group. Um, and you know it's it's going to be tough for them to to get out of the group now. So uh, I think they will be disappointed with that. Yeah, I I'd agree with that. Um, we did manage to catch a bit of that whilst we were um, enjoying a few drinks after the Bath game. Um, and one game that I did I did manage to catch all of um, was the the Wasps Leinster game. So let's move on to it now, lads. Um, and well, quite frankly, that was rugby from a from a different planet from Leinster in that second half. I mean, my word, some of the skills. Um, so that obviously the Johnny Sexton through his legs, the Ty Furlong into out and offload out the back, uh, James Lowe just running all day over Josh Bassett. Um, yeah, it was a, an incredible performance by them, um, obviously helped by, by the Sopawanga yellow card um, on the stroke of half-time, which, which really did really did set, uh, set Wasps back, and uh, they obviously conceded three tries uh, in that period of time. Um, yeah. Charlie, um, you, you watched that game? Yeah, yeah, so uh, saw, saw most of that, and it, it was... It was just so impressive. Uh, they are an incredible, incredible side. But you just had to look at the team sheets. Uh, to it's just their twenty three is stupid, oh, isn't it? Well, you, the um, their uh, their their twenty their 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 fifteen their starting fifteen had fourteen Ireland internationals in it, uh, of which the only one who isn't an Ireland international was James Lowe. Who, uh, who became man of the match and scores two unbelievable tries. So it uh, it, it just highlights you know, the strength of their team. And you know you look look at the likes of uh, of Jack McGrath, Scott Fardy, and Sean O'Brien who are on the bench. Yeah, nearly uh, on the bench. Yeah, nearly on the bench. You know, uh, a, 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 an English and Irish lion um, from Brit- 2015. <laughs> Uh, yeah, British and Irish line, sorry. <laughs> you did not you could mug your Wales and Scotland a bit. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talk we talk about yeah, macro depth, don't we? But if you look at them, they've they've got it to an absolute other level with um and then Reese Ruddock just, you know, someone who got who got injured in the warm up and Reese Ruddock comes in and has a yeah. has another brilliant game. I mean, they're 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 seriously, seriously strong boys. Um what did you make of the obviously focus more on wasps given that there are opponents um this this next week, um, what did you make of, of their performance? They'll be pretty disappointed. Their their biggest ever European defeat. Yeah, and to you know to have had what seventy minutes where they didn't even score score a single point. And they've got they they had I, I believe uh, one visit to the twenty two uh, and zero clean breaks. Which, yeah, pretty damning statistics. Yeah, which it's just it just highlights just a, a really 
quite poor performance. And you know, in the second half, I think they they barely touched the ball. So uh, it it was, you know, they were they were fighting a losing battle. And uh, they, that that as you as you highlighted that that Sopawanga yellow card for you know, for the for the deliberate knock on was was just one of the key turning points. And in they they put a couple of tries on them in that in that that period just after half time and uh it's it's you know, you're fighting a losing battle when you're on the on, on the back foot and you know, they uh Leinster had their tails up and they weren't they weren't they weren't, weren't, weren't going to go down um without without slaughtering them so. yeah, yeah. In, in, incredible performance from Leinster and you know we, you, you spoke about James Lowe the only um you know non-cap player in that in that starting 15 and you know he made 183 meters <laughs> which was 60 more and the, the entire Wasps side for that game. <laughs> I mean, just that is, it's just, it is, it is ridiculous. Um, you know, Wasps um, aren't in the same league as Leinster. And, you know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the loss to lose. Ultimately, I, I believe we were, we're a better side than to lose, I think, but for those opportunities. But Wasps were not even in the, uh, playing this game, same game, really. So that's what will be, that's what will be most disappointing for them. And I think, um, you know, they'll be really low on confidence and, and you know, there's no other job. We need to win um, mm, at the weekend. So uh. yeah, I mean, so I've as I was just talking about, um, you know, the possession. It's not often you see in uh, in professional rugby matches these days that a team has 71% possession to 29% over the entire match. It is you know. You, you you get taught that you uh, you can't score without the ball and that just that just kind of highlights it and you know, the territory as well Michael Owen is back again <laughs> <Yeah>. Michael <laughs> the Michael Owen of rugby yeah and then there's 75% territory against the 25 it's just it's yeah it's, it's just an, an enormous uh, the difference in class between those two teams uh, but there, there were some positive performances I'd say uh, from from the Wasps team uh, it was good to see Thomas Young back uh, he looked. He looked. Um, yeah, a couple of nice yeah, turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, he looked solid. Uh, solid at the breakdown, and you know, he's he's. he's I've, I rate him very very highly. So uh, it'd be good to see what he can do. Um, and uh, the, the the only other thing I'd point out though, you know, we've spoken we're talking about Darren Atkins. He's going to be having uh, you know having nightmares and two broken ankles. But how is Josh Bassett going to be feared about being turned inside out by uh, <laughs> by Ty Furlong? Yeah, um, and whilst obviously coming into the game, you know, struggling with a few injuries, um, and obviously the the suspension of of Nathan Hughes. I don't know what you guys what you guys thought of this, um, him being in his disciplinary hearing, and then apparently tweeting out, um, apparently tweeting out saying this is a joke, and then them them saying, well, we're going to have to have another look at this because you obviously don't don't be showing showing much remorse. Yeah, it just it just seems completely brain dead, but. Uh... Stark contrast to George Smith as well, who, uh, yeah. who uh, by all accounts, brought a packet of biscuits in and uh, did, did a breakdown demonstration for the... Uh, the packet the of biscuits officials. goes a long yeah, way, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so then, boys, should we, uh, should we turn our attention to the, to the Bath, Wasp games, Bath Wasp game, obviously at the Rico um, this coming Saturday? Um, and first of all, we'll, we'll look at our own team. Um, and do you think do you, do you anticipate um, any changes, Tom, from from the twenty three that we saw against Toulouse on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, um, I think I think the one change that um, I'd, I'd really uh, really like to see is is, is at fullback. Um, you know, Tom Homer um, looked like he was raring to go. Um, came on, I thought looked relatively sharp. So um, yeah, we, we've spoken enough about about Freddie Burns, but um, I think not just in this game, but but in in, in the previous game against Exeter as well. I don't think um, 15 is, is, is his position. Um, I'm conscious that obviously we may be struggling in the centres in terms of injury with, with Jackson Willison and Jamie Roberts being injured. So mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't actually be surprised. You know, Blackadder said that, you know, Burns would be back on the horse next week, which kind of hints that he, he will play against Wasps. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw... Um, you know Burns and Preeson in some combination of of fly half and an inside centre, but uh, yeah, like to see um, like to see Tom Homer. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting just on that if if Max if Max Clark is is available for selection, that that may be another way yeah. they go with the two Maxes in the centre. Um, Charlie, would you anticipate any uh, any other changes to the the twenty three of Bath? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I I just really really hope that there is not a ten twelve Burns Preeson access because uh, that does not excite me um, and it sounds like a ticket one-way ticket for disaster but um, uh, I 
you know, I, I've, I've said it so many times, but your best players in their best positions. You now, if Max, if Max Clark's backing around, you know, he's uh, he's he's a he's a really good player, and I I, I rate the way he can, uh, that that he rate his style of play, uh, and we've got to we've just got to you know throw everything we got there now. We there's we've almost come to that point where there's there's now not much left to lose because uh, we already have seen where yeah, we've we've already we've already lost sent, at home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, one change that I'd, I'd, I reckon I'd, I'd be looking to do would be, would be in the second row. Yeah. Um, Tom, you've flagged up Charter's performances, probably quite rightly, um, on the podcast before, but I thought he was, he was reasonably anonymous on, on Saturday. And as, as you mentioned, Charlie, the line-out yeah. line didn't function and, and that's his area of expertise. And we've spoken you know, numerous times about our depth um, in the second round. I'd quite like to see uh, Charlie Yules come in um, and maybe to start uh, with Duke on the bench um, and Charters to miss out. Um, Cook obviously started at, at scrum half um, at the weekend against Toulouse. Um, Max Green has been has been the regular. Um, still not sure about Fotoli and Chudley. They may be back, but if they're not back, um, who would you go for, Charlie Cook or or, or Green at nine? Yeah, well, I, I I thought Cook had a had actually quite a solid game. Uh, he wasn't you know too full of flair and uh, try, trying to you know do too much, which he can be guilty of sometimes. Went in for the a past. couple of intercepts, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as is standard. Um, but uh, I actually quite like what Blackadder is doing in the way that he's he's been pairing up, you know, perhaps the you know the more flair style fly half with the less flair style uh, yeah. ten. Yeah, which maybe I think actually, works. Yeah. It works more more in balances. And we've normally seen Cook and Priestland and then Green and Burns together when they do work in those nine and ten uh, halfback combinations, uh, which which I, I I do quite like. So I'm I'm just happy happy to, to see how it goes. I'll I'll, I'll back is I'll back um, Todd selection. Um, uh, it is it is it you know 15 is the main one that needs to change for me yeah, a couple of changes as you say perhaps uh, in in the row uh, to sort out the line outs if that's where it's going wrong but it's hard sometimes to pin it down whether it's the hooker or yeah. or, or, or the uh, or, or the uh, the pack where which one where the areas where the errors are coming from uh, but uh, yeah that's I, I'm, I'm I, if Photo Lee's back. He's someone who's got an experienced, uh, you know, experienced head on him. I think so, I, yeah. I think Photo Lee is not going to be back. Um, I think he's out for a few more weeks. But I know that Will Tudley is very close. So it'll be interesting to see mm. if you know if he's available if he if he, mm. if he starts yeah. his first game for both. And where, and where he fits in the pecking order as well. It'll be interesting because yeah. yeah. we yeah. haven't seen him in a vast yet, have we? Nope. So no idea no. how how Todd and the, the coaches no. evaluate. Um, see see him. Um, see where he is in the pecking order, as you say, Charlie. Uh, so then, lads. Um, yeah, plenty of selection dilemmas for Todd. Um, probably not. You know, we talk about Leinster with their their good headaches to have. I'm not sure ours at the moment are good headaches to have. Um, but we'll see what 15, what 23 he puts out. Um, and do you think, guys? Do you think we can we can get the win on Saturday? You've mentioned it's a must win. Um, you know, I'm pretty nervous uh, going up there. They're going to be you know rife for for a bit of revenge, bit of a comeback after that that demolition against against Leinster. Um, and two clubs that if they both lose, then um, if well no sorry, two clubs that whoever loses um, is likely to be to be out of the competition. So uh, Tom, do you do you see us being able to get a positive result up uh, up at the Rico on Saturday? Um, I think it's going to be tough to be honest. Um, I think like you say, there probably will be a bit of a backlash from Wasps. Um, they've not looked as strong as they as they did last season, though. Saying that, and did we go? Did we beat them at the Rico last last year in the Premiership as well? Yeah, we, I, th I think yeah, we did. We beat yeah, them and they, they so, thrashed us at our place. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think there's I think there's a good chance. Um, but you know, as we've said, like if we're not able to take these opportunities, you know, or put in a full 80, uh, 80 sort of minute performance, which we've just not been able to do, then uh, we're going to find it difficult to beat any of these any of these good teams. So I think it just it, you know a, a large part of it depends on us, which I guess isn't isn't a bad uh, position to be in. Yeah, it's uh, it's Sorry. it's all right. Uh, it's just uh, yeah, tricky. Yeah, tr tr tricky to know what Bath team's going to come out. It, it seems it seems like they we've got we've got two different teams. You're not quite sure which ones are going to show up. So uh, I can only just remain remain positive and hopeful uh, and hope that we put out a good showing. But uh, it's always going to be hard going away from home. And yeah, this is this is uh, it's two wounded animals who we're going to see which one comes out with the biggest bite. 
Yeah, I think just just sort of looking slightly further ahead, very briefly. You know, obviously, if we don't get the win against against Wasps, and that really is our European chances chances over. There's then three sort of rounds of this this Premiership Rugby Cup, and then after that, back into the Premiership, and you know, Worcester at home, Newcastle away, and then Sale at home. Mm. Um, they are three games that we just simply need to win. Um, you know, that that could be if we if we can't. Uh, you know, get get victories there. Then uh, I think you know we're not going to have the season that we all we all hoped we would. So I think just just bearing in mind that uh, you know the return to the Premiership is a really really important time in our season. Yeah, and that that's what's going to be a bit of a shame. You know, obviously as a club we do really want to compete. Uh, we do really want to compete in Europe. So uh, you know, we we heard Charlie yours a couple of weeks ago on the podcast saying uh, what his ambitions were for the club. And uh, yeah, it's if if. If if we uh, if we lose against wasps uh, the weekend, we I think even even yourself, Gabe, as optimistic as you are, <laughs> might predict two two losses to to Leinster. Um, That's back to back. As yeah, well. back to back. It's going to be tough. So yeah, it, there will there there is going to come the point if we're gonna it's gonna you know, it's, it's horrible to say that you know we might have mm. to throw in the throw in the towel. So yeah, uh, and if, if we do if we do put a put a second team second team out like you're you're maybe suggesting there, Charlie, then you know the the demolition job that Leinster will do on us at their place if we send some some inexperienced boys over there will be will probably be quite embarrassing. So you know here's hoping for for a really big performance on Saturday, a Bath win, get our get ourselves back on track in this competition. Um, Three more failed predictions last week, fellas. Um, Charlie, give, um, us, give us a right one. Give us a Bath win. Come on, mate. Yeah, Bath are going to nudge it by three, but it's going to be, I think, a slightly lower scoring affair, uh, this one. It's going to be, uh, gonna be a, a, game of, a game of a few big moments, I think. Um, no, I'm going to go uh, for Wasps, I think. I think they'll, they'll have a bit of a backlash, um, and I think we're, we're going to struggle, to be honest. Um, it, you know, all, as we said, it all depends on what, what what team shows up and you know what performance put on the day. But I think the balance of probabilities probably probably with wasps. So I'm going to go wasps by nine. Ooh, that would be pretty disappointing. Um, I I disagree with you, Charlie. I reckon it's going to be one of those ding dong battles, high scoring affairs, obviously weather dependent. Um, Ever the optimist. And Bath by five. And How's Bath that cash by... out looking on your eighty to one bet? <laughs> still time, still time. Yeah. Early days in the competition, Bath fans. Come on, keep positive, keep the faith. Bath by twelve. Let's let's be having you, Bath. Come on. We'll be we'll be happy uh, if that is the case. Yeah, and if that is the case, or if we lose like Tom thinks, we'll still be back same time next week. Um, so yeah, get in touch with us on Twitter. As I mentioned before, we're at Bath Rugby Plug. Uh, with your comments, with your queries, anything you want us to bring up on the podcast, we really appreciate it when you guys get in touch with us because um, it helps us with, with discussion points for the podcast. Um, and as we say at the start, we are by the fans, for the fans. So please do get in touch with us. Um, and yeah, stick behind the boys in blue, black and white. It's been a bit of a tough start to the season. Um, but, you know, keep positive, keep the faith and we'll get there. Thanks very much, boys, for, for coming again. Um, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, fellas.